0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I got him, Belara. I just had dinner with D-Obama, what did you do? Hop up on Twitter talking about the stuff you don't do. Rock off a lawn, cause that is what you gonna do. Saviato, New Balance, style of style. Third down and six, right up the gut. That is Gibson, and he is gone. Third of the ball game for the rookie, Antonio Gibson. Farms, that's the Farms, all you hear is oi. One time for BDR, we just try to see you out. I used to be...
1: Picked up. And Mullins fumbles the football. Washington has it back. Chase Young. They're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. I've been ungrateful, but thank
0: you. Maybe I got it all too fast, too soon. To Living life, no feelings, no rules. No. I've been trying to make it last, make it move. Make it move. But yeah. I'm a yeah. happiness foreign and I like can fool. Give me, i been ungrateful, no I'm thankful.
2: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Burgundy Network Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Taylor. And joining me from the Burgundy and Gold Report, Adam and Eva. And below is our six foot two, three hundred and fifty pound guard special guest this afternoon, David Moore Jr. How you doing, sir? I'm
0: doing good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely, it's a pleasure. I know Adam personally uh, wrote about you not too long ago before the Senior Bowl, and I was like, "Look, we've got to get this guy on. You're sure. one of our top guys to get on." So definitely appreciate you coming on. And uh, just doing a little bit of digging, we'll, we'll get into a little bit later on, you have a connection to Washington and Grambling, with a certain familiar face around the uh, woods for Grambling, but just want to start it off, I know you grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, I personally uh, lived in Arkansas for a little bit, out in like the low note kind of Conway area, so I saw like, it was like McClellan High School, I was like, okay, I've heard of that before, I've been to a couple Whoa. games out that way, so what was it like growing up in Arkansas, and how did you really get introduced to the game of football?
0: Um, growing up in Arkansas, you know, in Little Rock, it's kind of a rough environment, you know, it's a lot a lot going on, but that's just in any city, you know, it's a lot going on. So, um, uh, for me, I had a close family, knit type family on my mother's side. My grandmother is the backbone. So we're a real close family. I always got together when it came to, you know, functions and things of that nature, holidays, we always go to the, you know, my grandma's house. So. We were real close. Um, my cousins, you know, playing with them outside, things of that nature. But, yeah, um, I had fun. My childhood was great. I had a great childhood. Uh, let's see. Oh, second question. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> how, how do you get introduced to football? Because I know you play basketball oh, yeah. a little bit too. But really, what really drew you to football, especially later on? Because you didn't play until your yeah. junior year high school.
0: Yeah, I played a little bit of peewee. And then, you know, kind of left after that. But my Freshman and sophomore year, my school, McClellan, that you had spoke of, um, it was more of a basketball school, Win the season, football. So, you know, I was like, nah, it ain't for me. Um, then my junior year, my peers and the coaches at the time, killed, you know, asked me to come out, you know, just give it a chance. So I finally, you know, went out with the opportunity and we won six games my junior year, you know, from coming from, from like one or two wins and things. And then they my senior year, we went to the state championship. So that was kinda of, it was just amazing. We had the whole city behind us. Um, and just to see the support that we had. You know, I I can never forget that. You know, I was grateful for that, just for them to push me to, you know, come out there. So they changed my life.
2: <laughs> yeah, it turned out to be a great decision. I mean, the the town I'm in now, it's just like that's a football town. Like everybody's like pushes for you to play it, especially you're not know, your size and you're gifted with six big frame. That's one of the big things that people uh, right about when you look at your draft profiles, you don't carry any bad weight. You have a great frame. You take care of it well, and you use that to your advantage. Um, now, what was it like after, you know, your two years of high school, like you said, go, you know, have a lot of success, and then you choose the HBCU route? What really went into that decision of going to the HBCU? Did you really know a lot about it before you kind of made that decision?
0: Uh, no, I really didn't. Um, I would say my see, when my freshman and sophomore year. Um, I kind of didn't insert myself in class a lot. So I had to play catch up when I did decide to play football, my junior and senior year. So I came out as a non-qualifier. I had interest, schools had a lot of interest, but you know, in my situation, I couldn't you know, get the scholarship. Uh, so with that being said, my offensive line coach at the time at high school, he used to be a coach under Eddie G. Robinson at Grambling State. So um, the offensive coordinator at Grambling State came on a home visit and he started talking to me about grambling i was just in my mind i was like grambling and, like, <laughs> and um you know he just started talking about the history of you know hbcu was grambling state um the legends you know doug williams you know everybody so no oh, yeah I, I became more intrigued uh so i went on a visit i went on the visit um to the school and the rest was history it felt like home
2: yeah, Grambling State had a good dynasty going from like 2000 to like 2004. Like, there was a long run. And like you said, our own Doug Williams. Um, now, just like a lot of players around the country, you had a difficult decision to make for the 2020 season with COVID and everything going on, and you decided to opt out. And I've talked to a couple of players, you know, recently, and you're the first one actually that actually decided to opt out. So I really wanted to hear, you know, what made you decide that you know it's such a hard decision and really how hard was that for you to actually do
1: that
0: yeah yeah that was a great question um for me it's probably one of the hardest decisions i made in my life because uh it's my senior year at the end of the day you know you're never gonna do that you know so um just to have that moment in life you know happen just go through a whole pandemic and things of that nature you know it's just something you never forget so um for me it was one of my toughest decisions, uh, especially when to go back and, you know, run the table and win the whole thing the next upcoming year, you know, for my senior year, my last ride with my, my, my friends, my uh, brothers, you know, to be out there on the field with them and go to war. So that was very tough for me. But um, after talking with my parents and my coaches, I had to make what was the best decision for me. So um, with that being said, I feel like I had a great, Right, um year year prior to the COVID and everything, to take that chance on myself, I felt like I was ready. So I did it on myself, and I let God handle the rest.
2: Hmm. That's that's a good point to, to bring up. Like you're you're betting on yourself and saying, you know, what I displayed last year is my you know resume essentially for the league, and you know that's what I'm falling back on. And I mean, like I said, it's, just, it's a hard decision to make with everything going on, and like we're still going through it right now with pro days and stuff coming up with you being from Grambling, do y'all have pro days or anything come up or what does that really look like? And I know we've seen some gatherings like Brandon Marshall did his like, I am athlete kind of pro day, yeah. stuff like that. Is there anything that you have coming up?
0: Yeah, I have my pro day. My pro day is March the 17th. This is upcoming Wednesday. So it's going to be at Grambling state. So uh, okay. just look forward to putting on the show. What's what's the
2: biggest thing you want to you want to show the scouts at pro day? Uh,
0: really everything, bench press, the uh, the cone drills, the, the, the offensive line drills, you know, just go out and dominate in everything I do. Now, even though you did opt
2: out, it wasn't like you were just sitting around doing nothing. You actually got to training with uh, Bruce Matthews, who's a former offensive lineman from the Houston Oilers. How was that experience, you know, working with someone who's been in the league? What did you really learn from him, you know, working with him?
0: I learned so much from Bruce, uh, just the littlest things that, you know, matter the most at times. So just, you know, learn, playing attention to details, uh, just, you know, picking his brain from really everything. I was asking him so many questions. Uh, his son Jake is down here as well. Um, so I was picking his brain as well, you know, just to have the one, the, probably the greatest office alignment of all time. And then his son, all pro, you know, to pick, be able to pick their brain, uh, brains and things of that nature. Um, uh, I've learned a lot so much.
2: Now I know me and Adam actually had the opportunity to talk to uh, Jordan Reed from the Draft Network. I know you sat down with him also. Um, we talked to him a little bit before the Senior Bowl when invites and stuff started going out. Now, Actually, right when your invite went out, we asked him, like, who's the one guy you're most excited about watching at the Senior Bowl? Maybe like a small school guy. And he was like, you've got to watch David Moore. And we're like, yep, we, we, are, we are already on it. <laughs> Don't worry about that, Jordan Reed. Um, but I actually had the opportunity to go down to the Senior Bowl in Mobile um, this year um, to, to watch you play, watch you practice. So to me, that, I mean, that was an honor to see. When you get that invite, you know, we talked about Doug Williams. When you're sitting down and you have an all-time great like that, someone that means so much to us here in Washington, when you get that invite, what was that like and what really went through your head?
0: Um, well, it started off with my agent's. I don't know whether or not they was telling me, they told me to meet them at my training facility where I work out at, um, down here in Houston. I don't know if it was for some more clothing, you know, from the company or probably an interview with a team. I just know I was coming up there to the training facility. That's all I knew, but uh, I I got up there. I saw a computer set up uh, with one chair. So I went over to the chair and I saw, you know, the great Doug Williams on the screen on his own call. You know, I had to I had to uh, I had to pay my respects, you know, What's up, Doug? How you doing, sir? You know. Um, and really he just started talking to me, um, just about all the hard work, you know, it takes to just to get to this point. Um, and then he started talking a little bit more about the senior bowl. So when that happened, he said, you know, you're gonna you're gonna play in the senior bowl, um, I was saying like, okay, yeah, yeah. I hear you. But like I hope. I was open, like, yeah. Cool. So my agent, he came out with the hat and the invitation. I saw it, I just looked at it for like the longest. And Doug said, man, go ahead, open the invitation, put the hat on. So I put the hat on, uh open the invitation. And I just my hit my brain just went blank after that, you know, that whole moment. I never forget I never forget.
2: Yeah, special moment. I mean, to me, that's like the college, like, all-star game, essentially. You have some of the top guys in the country coming all together in one game. Now, I have to ask you, you walk into Mobile, Alabama, you see all this talent. What was your first reaction when you walked into Mobile? My first reaction?
0: I was the first one in there. So, for me, I had a guy like a – it's crazy because uh, I think – Everybody else had their ride. when I got there, I had like a little chauffeur, I had a you know, somebody come get me. I think everybody else had to ride the bus and everything. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first class. <laughs> Cause you're you were the first person there, weren't you? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was about the first player yesterday. So they were ready. Yeah, so uh I got down, I probably I called my people, uh just let them know I made it safe and you know, things in that nature. Um and just the whole senior bowl, my mindset was just to go out and have fun, you know, because I know a lot of people, a lot of players, you know, have a lot of tension and kind of build up with, you know, not knowing their future and things, you know, just not knowing their future. So me, I just want to go out there and have fun uh, and just be myself, just, you know, uplift everybody, just making sure everybody having a good time and stuff, just being being myself, being goofy uh, and just having fun. So. That's all I could I could ask for from myself. So that's that's why I gave. I just wanted
2: to have fun, you know, go out and just ball. Yeah, I'll, I'll say you probably had the biggest fan base at the game. Everywhere you looked, there was that white T-shirt with your logo on it. <laughs> family was going crazy. I was like, between you and uh, I forgot who it was, someone else's family was like right there with y'all. But it seemed like there was so many groups spread out around the stadium with David Moore family and, and friends. And I was like, it was just it was ha- it was good to see. I was like. Dang, he must travel well because he's got a big family that's coming here. So, uh, to me, I just thought that was funny. But was there a certain player that really pushed you at the senior bowl, whether if it was, you know, another offensive lineman that you're like, all right, this guy, you know, he's pretty well-known. Let me, like, show him that I can, you know, do just as much as he. Maybe maybe a little competitive edge there. Or was it, like, a defender or an edge rusher that you're like, all right, I got to kind of get this guy off his game a little bit. Who's one guy that you just – Really had a blast going against.
0: Probably, probably either Basham or Sample from Tulane. Yeah, uh, yeah, those two guys. You know, they both had good weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had some good weeks. Um, but really, for me, it was really uh my guy. I want to say Quinn. Quinn, he was on the other side. Yeah, That's my guy. You know, um. He would come up to me and be like, man, I seen you play, you know, and I was like, man, I seen your play. I'm trying to like, we just, <laughs> we're trying to, like so we're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to match each other intensity and things like that. So I saw him doing this thing. I was like, okay, let me make sure I'm stepping up my game, you know, uh, and just you know, going there, going out there, and you know, dominating. So uh, I would say him, what kind of made me kind of try to set my bar a little bit more higher.
2: Yeah, it seems like offensive linemen got a lot of attention at the Senior role. Um, like you and then the Quinn miners, another small school guy, y'all were just like, all right, we're going to show you like these D1 guys, you know, we can, we're right up there with y'all. So, uh, I had a blast with that. Now with, you know, Jim Nagy's great program going out of the senior bowl. Was there one thing that you were just like, all right, this is the one part of my game that I really want to step up. This is one thing I want to work on, you know, going towards pro days and then headed to the draft. Was there a certain part of your game that you really want
0: to refine a little bit? Um i probably say, you know, you can never not learn more about your technique. So just, you know, trying to learn more, uh, more techniques, um, patting my technique up um, for the most part. Because I know, you know, physically uh, I'm, you know, gifted, you know, a guy gave me some, some gifts. So uh, the mental part of the game as well and just technique really for the most part.
2: Yeah, it's one thing to be big, but it's another thing to know how to use it and have the skills that go with it. Um, with your game, you know, you have the play speed, you have the play strength, you have the frame, you have that explosive, you know, first move off the line. But probably my favorite part about your game is just the will to just finish every guy on every single block. And It's like whenever you get up to the guy, you ever play Mortal Kombat back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> where it's like finish him I feel like you just you get on top of him push him down if he gets back up you're right on top of him again push him in there is that just a like competitive you know toughness or is that you saying like I'm going to impose my will on you throughout the entire game and I just want you to know it
0: I, I want to say both I want to say both um uh, just letting the guy know the man you know <laughs> in front of you know that you're not going to beat me uh I'm not going to allow you to get a sack because I know you want to sack. I know you want to tackle for a loss. (laughs) Yeah. um, So, for me, just that kind of demoralized, you know, their moral, you know, uh, once you're inside the head, it's really game over. So, just continuing to be physical um, and just pounding, you know, to the ground. Yeah, shut down quick.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Now, Adam, I know, like I said, you had your um, write-up that you did on David Moore. What were some key things in the write-up that you really wanted to ask him um, to really kind of touch on?
1: Well, I think as Washington fans wanted to know, of course, um, we're always looking to upgrade the line. At the Burgundy and Gold Report, again, we featured you uh, before the Senior Bowl and post-Senior Bowl. Um, the mean streak that you show, um, I know Josh touched on it a little bit. You know, you're looking to demoralize the opponents. Um, in the end, On the next level, you're going to be dealing with guys that are, you know, faster, stronger. In the run game, I see it. I, I have you as a day-one plug-and-play but as far as pass pro do you think um again you're, you're not I'm sure you're not gonna put a knock on your pass pro ability but do you think on the next level that um you'll be able to really you know come right in on any kind of pass pro or do you see yourself you know more suited for a power system or you know something you know along that line
0: I feel like I feel like I'm balanced um I say in the senior bowl I kinda it kind of threw me off a little bit with the speed mm-hmm. the speed rushes a little bit but once I kind of settled down, I kind of figured it out just being, you know, a little bit more patient because I usually try to be aggressive and get my hands on them real quick. But um, you know, that's when it comes to technique, just learning different techniques um, uh, when it comes to pad sitting. So I feel like I'm comfortable. I feel like I can, you know, be able to be in any type of system, whether it's power, um, you know, uh, any, type, any type of system. So, yeah, I feel good. I dropped some weight. I know I was 350, so I, I was moving good at 350. Now I know I'm gonna be moving good at the way I am now. So what you what do you now? I got to change the numbers. Probably, <laughs> I'm around 335 right now. 335. Okay. Okay, that's
1: good. Okay. That's good. And yeah. um, and you know, you meant you mentioned you know some of the technique you're watching. on, you know, hand placement, of course. You know, uh, you know, counter moves are huge. You know, I as Washington fans, you know, I've been writing about them for a while they've actually brought in, you know, martial art, martial art experts, you know, all kinds of people to, you know, come on. And I know you worked with, uh, you know, Hall of Famer, you know, you've worked with some of the best at grambling, you know, is there something that you feel specifically when it comes to counter moves, hand placement that you think, uh, or, you know, maybe give you a step up on the next level?
0: Yeah, most definitely. Um, at the next level, really, um, that's all defenders are doing is like, just hand play. play just all hands. Hand
2: fight. You watch that's Aaron Dino, Donald. He's playing with knives yeah. in practice.
0: So, yeah, so you know, that, That's all it is. Just hand combat. You know, as long as you move your feet and, you know,
1: being able to stay in front of them,
0: um, you should be good. Um, but for the most part, um, yeah, that, it plays a key role. It play, yeah, it plays a huge key role. Just you know, trying to improve it, your
1: hands. Right, it's and and it's huge. Is is there like are, you know we talk about Aaron Donald how he's able to get under the pads. I look at you as you know maybe more on the I was, smaller is not a word I'd use to describe you. Um, but you know on the inline blocking, you know, do you feel that you know you have the ability to get under the pad level of some of you know the bigger NFL you know outside rushers, even the interior guys? Do you feel that's an advantage in your game?
0: Yeah, most definitely. Um, for a guy my size, uh, my structure, uh, my power, my athleticism, and just how to have the leverage the leverage over those guys, um, it, it plays a huge role. Especially, I mean, for a guy my size, I still have some pretty long arms, so I'm able to kind of get up on the guys, you know, um, and uh, at a distance, so. For me, I feel like that's a advantage for me. I mean, some people might see it the other way, but for me I feel, you know, comfortable against anybody.
1: Is there like is there an interior alignment in the league right now that, you know, either you kinda of model your game after or, you know, you just love to watch?
0: I mean a, I got I probably got like four or five guys that I try to, you know, take something from their game and mm-hmm. interpret into my into my game. I would say Quinn Quinn Nielsen, just his nastiness oh, yeah. kinda of reminds me of myself. Um when it comes to that part of the game, Shaq Mason, because we're both just about similar in size. Uh, Right. Right. Rodney Hudson, um, Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey as well. Uh, Those type of guys. So uh, for the most part, I just try to, you know, the guys that's kind of my size, you know, I know Quentin about six, four, six, five, whatever, but right. Just those guys in particular, just trying to, you know, see what kind of techniques they use uh, that may help them against their defenders and things that nature. You Yeah,
1: know, and, and this is the main thing, especially – and I'm sure if Ron Rivera or any of the GMs are going to ask you, because, you know, I think we're seeing as Washington fans in the first year, how much of a stickler he is for his way. You know, do you – and again, it might, might be a bit of a generic question, but do you feel that, um, you know, his no-nonsense, you know, his way – how do you feel that, you know – of course, coming from Grambling, you're used to that. But coming to you know the NFL on the next level, um, is there anything that you feel you know you can bring to that kind of culture? Because again, Washington, it's all about culture change right now.
0: It might it's be a tricky standard.
1: kind of question, you know. Like I said, if yeah. you're not really following Washington, well, Washington, you know, in a nutshell, um, they changed their name from the Redskins because of you know various yes. reasons. And you know, yeah. I'm somebody that's been following HBCU and small school. You know, we saw a couple guys have gone over the last couple of years. So in Washington, a lot of the fans are just strictly focused on, you know, those, uh, you know, power fives, those top guys. Right. and yeah. But uh, what I'm uh, trying to get across is, uh, you know, gentlemen like yourself that's coming from, you know, prestigious schools like Rambling, you know, uh, North Carolina State, uh, Alabama State. There's just a lot of schools out there. What I'm trying to basically get you to pitch yourself to, you know, our fans is. What separates you from some of maybe the other guards that are being talked up higher than you? Because I have you riding pretty high, but I've got a lot of people that are saying, you know, you belong in the later part of day three. I think you belong. Did in the you go to Ohio
2: State? Three. What about this right. guy? What about right. the Alabama guy? I seen right. stuff. What, like would, that. what would you say
1: to all that? I
0: mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's their opinions. You know, right. I mean, of course they're gonna go with a guy that's been at a, a power five school, you know, and they got a little bit more film on that person, but. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's, they, it's they lost, you know. <laughs>
1: they right, right, somebody. right. You know, so to right. me. Uh, well, that's what we do as, 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 you know, what we're trying to do to get to the fans is they're going to listen to, you know, there's no combine. There's a lot of things, you know, restricted yeah. by COVID. We want to have people like you. Of course, we, you know, we want to reach out to Lawrence and all those guys, of course. But, I, you know, Joshua attest that, you know, when I talk to someone like you, I actually get more excited because i feel that everybody knows about the other guys and it's been you know washed through but again my questions might be a little trivial, but what I want you to do is, you know, anything that you can say to our fans that is going to kind of endear you. You know, the Doug Williams connection is always a good thing, you know, hint, hint. <laughs> um, but anything, you know, other than your mean streak we saw, because again, that's what stands out. You finish blocks, you have no mercy. You know, what would you add to anything like that?
0: I probably, the fans probably love me. I'm probably the most goofiest person outside of football. Okay. Um, I just, so uh, probably something like that. Uh, I like to, you know, interact with people, I like the fans. You know, if you play the game, you know, Warzone, Madden. Yeah, they, they can get the issue. Hey, John <laughs> Allen,
1: John Allen. John <laughs> Allen is the gamer on our, on Washington, so, you know, John Allen, Chase Young, those are the yeah. guys I get with about that, my man.
0: And both of them can get their work. They both can get their work, I can tell you. <laughs> yes, sir.
2: <laughs> Not afraid of competition yeah. at all. One thing I did want to ask you about, you know, HBCU is – we've recently seen such, like, a revamp and such a passion for, you know, highlighting HBCU more, you know, Deion Sanders primetime going to coach over at Jackson State. What's your thoughts on that and more higher recruits, even in basketball? I mean, you have, like, Bronny James and guys like this who have said, like, hey, maybe we need to start going to these HBCU schools and, you know, showing more respect. How do you feel about that? Like, how, how excited does that make you seeing HBCU get more hype? It's, it's,
0: it's crazy. I mean, you know, just, like, I said earlier, just not knowing what HBCU was, you know, four or five years ago. And now just seeing seeing it kind of getting revamped back up into the spotlight is, is amazing, you know, just to see because I know in my time there, you know, HBCU was one really getting the recognition. You know, I know Grampson, you know, is one of the most historic colleges of all time, but we weren't getting that kind of recognition, you know, um, for being one of those type of colleges. So... um, it's great just with Dion coming. It's just more exposure to more colleges um, around that way. Um, more media, more exposure, more people, more money that's kind of getting into the, the, um, to the, uh, into which, I mean, oh my God, but, uh, <laughs> the colleges. So, um, it's just crazy. Um, it just opened up more opportunities for more people, you know. So, just having that spotlight is great. It's great. It's
1: great for everybody. I was gonna say what Josh no, totally. says. You, you know, right now, man, if you want like it or not, you have set the bar. You're the first uh, HBCU to, you know, get a a uh, bite to the pro uh, senior bowl. Although, you know, you had another guy a teammate that was followed quickly after you, but you were the first, my man. So, you've you've got a lot on your shoulders uh, this year, man. So uh, I, I think you're gonna be you're gonna prove everybody that uh, has questions about you wrong, though, because I see you as, as as I've been saying all day. People attest you're a dude. And I think you're the kind of guy that's going to come in a team like Washington, hopefully nobody in the NFC East. And I think, uh, you know, any team that gets you is going to yeah, be, please. you know, really happy to have you, my man. Yeah. yeah I appreciate it, man.
2: Thank you. Now I, I have to ask, you know, obviously you've talked to Doug Williams. Do y'all still keep any contact or have you had any talks with Washington Whether it was at the senior bowl? Did you do more interviews or sit downs or even more recently with like Martin Mayhew or anyone like that in the front office?
0: Um, I did. I, we had. I had a great talk with Washington uh, down at the Super Bowl. Uh, I so like yeah, to hear. Not right now. No, not right now. So we have just been. You know, I've just been training and getting ready for this Pro Day. Um, I I think they they gonna talk to me soon though. So I'm not really worried about that. But uh, for the most part, um, nah. But it was great. Though. I had a great talk with them at the
2: if not, I'm gonna have to talk to somebody because <laughs> we got to get you in that interview. Is, you, is there anyone in the league that you really have a you know a strong you know connection with or a contact with? There's a couple of players I've talked to that has like family in the league and um, like I talked to Austin Watkins last week and like Sammy Watkins' his cousin kind of really told him like, hey, this is what the league's like. This is this is what you need to do to be ready. Is there anyone in the league that you have a you know connection with or a friendship with that you kind of keep contact with?
0: Yeah. Um... My offensive lineman from my sophomore year, my junior, not my junior, but my freshman and my sophomore year, um, he's my biggest person I go to um, when it comes to these type of situations. Like, what I need to know. Because he's been in this – this ain't Trent Scott, left tackle for the uh, North Carolina Panthers. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, you know, him being in my situation, because he's really the first person that I know that has made to the league. And – you know, for him to be still in the league right now, four or five years in, coming in as an undrafted free agent, uh, it's crazy. So just picking his brain, um, him helping me all the way throughout the process, uh, since he's been through it, you know, I played a huge role. So, you know, I'm forever grateful to have him in the corner.
2: Yeah, and there hasn't been a lot of HBCU guys drafted. I think one of the more popular ones was Darius Leonard. Um. So you hear your name called in April. What's what's going through your mind? What does that really mean to you?
0: I mean, it still haven't hit me. It still haven't hit me. Um, I know in the Senior Bowl, it still haven't hit me either. You know, just you know, being awarded offensive line of the week by my peers. You know, yeah, that's yeah. huge. huge. Like, that's crazy. like that's that's huge. So just to have that respect from them guys, that means a lot to me. But you know, it still haven't hit me. Like how far I've came. You know, just to get to this point right now. So it's like. I guess when I do hear my name called, that's that's when I know I probably I know at that moment I made it. So I know my mom she's gonna be crying like a little baby and stuff like this. So just being around my family is gonna you know it's gonna make it even much amazing.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably gonna hit you once you put that hat on and uh, have all your family around. What's your dream setup like for the for the draft? What's it gonna look like? I want food. Who's gonna be there? What you got going on?
0: You know, COVID. You know, COVID still out here, yeah. so can't do nothing
1: crazy. Yeah. That's right.
0: So just you know, intermediate family, intermediate family. Um, for food, none too crazy, none too crazy, because I don't want to eat <laughs> to know. Try to keep right. that down. You can't right, go right, back right. up to three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, you know, some good though. Gotta be good, but I don't know just yet. Some good, but um.
1: But yeah, just having me family
0: around, some good food, and uh, just, enjoy, just enjoying each other's company, you know, for the most part. So uh, that's, that's, that's how I was looking for a draft day.
2: Now, I got to ask you, you know, but the first first thing is, you know, I've talked to a couple of players and they said, you know, I, when I get drafted, this is the first thing I'm going to do. What, what's your first purchase going to be? What's your, what's your money going to go towards right away? Because I've had some great answers.
0: Uh, I mean, for me, I'm a, I'm a cheap guy. I hate to spend money as it is now me apartment. too so uh it's a good thing but sometimes it can be a bad thing <laughs> for myself i want to you know probably get an apartment or a condo wherever i you know get drafted to um uh, but i do want to i'm a car guy so i want a track haul, a jeep track haul, you know so oh yeah I wanna, yeah i want a jeep track haul, but you don't want, like a, a g-wagon Nah, that's too much money. That's like that's Too like much, money. you're, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're right. So I get the check off, you know, that's about around seventy I can get it for a good price, you know, and Oh yeah. Get it lifted. Suppose, you know, Yeah, I'll probably but um uh, yeah, probably that and then not spend any more money. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Smart there. What are, what are some, David, what, what are some of the things that, you know, you really like to do off the field? Because I don't know if you've ever been to the D.C., Virginia, Maryland area. But, you know, again, COVID is going to limit you. But, you know, what would you say, you know, not just hobbies. You know, you're coming to the NFL, and everybody knows, the you know, the life span of an NFL player, even if you get drafted, is short. You know, are you coming in? You know, do you have a team around you, like, looking for life after football, business, charities? What do you have going on?
0: When um, I first come in, really right now i'm trying to be a business a businessman um right. i want a, a trucking company to start
1: there you go
0: you know within my first year my dad he was a truck driver for about 30 plus years so just being able to use his knowledge and experience to run you know try to get that up and going that'd be huge so that you know and hopefully some some marketing deals or some i just want my money to make money for me at the end of the day right. so right oh yeah able to do that. Been able to that, would be huge for me. So I could be able to put up the game checks, and they didn't have to even use them and things. And they just glad to hear it. Uh,
1: Good. Glad I mean, to that's hear. It. Trying
0: to what I'm trying to, trying to accomplish. Uh, but yeah, but see, it's kind of different. Well, I mean, injuries happen, but um, you know, skilled players they have to the, you know go out and earn their money, you, you know, instantly because they have like a short period of time, like three, four to five years. Very true. You
1: know, Very you know,
0: true. You know, yeah. Um, just being able to take care of my body. You know, I, I want to play for the longest. I want to be able to retire on my own, so, like, 10 to 15 years down the line.
2: You put on the gold vest, calling it a day. Have no, something no. to go on after that. Well, David, it's been a pleasure talking to you, sir. Uh, real quick, just let the fans know where they can follow you on Twitter and Instagram to uh, follow along with your path to the draft.
0: My Twitter is D-A-B-60 underscore. I think that's that's right uh, instagram <laughs> dmore 60 underscore uh you can follow me we well, ain't gotta follow me, but you have me on playstation as well if y'all want
2: that work in warzone or you trying to do? <laughs> hey i'm about to go play right now
0: what, what's your what's your username <laughs> um, my username is bigdave60 bigdave60 right. so
2: i got you yes, sir, so. are you playstation yeah. or xbox that's a, that's that's probably the most important oh. question uh, playstation I'm playstation all right all right i'll add you <laughs> if it was xbox i had to let it go
0: yeah I, love, I used to love xbox but i had to i had to change sides i had to change sides I had to.
2: good just, you're I'm on the better good. side now <laughs> <laughs> well david like i said it's a pleasure and good luck to you hopefully we see you ended up in washington come april thanks
1: david
0: yes, i maybe i got it all too fast too soon